Podwire is an alternative approach to building modern web applications without using much JavaScript by sending HTML instead of JSON over the wire. And this is a collection of libraries that when put together and in combination with Ruby on Rails, you have an extremely powerful way to create highly interactive, dynamic, and flexible applications. And there's three components to Hotwire, one of them being Turbo, and that is the heart of Hotwire. It has a lot of different techniques for speeding up the page by basically taking sections of your application and re-rendering just that one section instead of doing a full page refresh. And with Turbo, you're also able to broadcast updates so that anyone who is subscribed to a particular channel will also receive those updates. And for the situations where you need a bit more flexibility that Turbo is not able to handle for you, then in comes Stimulus. Which Stimulus.js is a great way to add in just a little bit of JavaScript into the sections of code that you need it and not have to worry about it leaking through into other areas. And finally, the last piece is Strata, which is not yet released. But from what it looks like on the GitHub page, they do have the Turbo Android and Turbo iOS for making native applications, so I'll be sure to cover these in a separate episode. But for now, I'm going to first have a look at the application that we're going to be building. And a lot of this application is actually taken from the video that DHH created. However, I do want to have a little bit different spin on it where I'm going to be integrating this into an application that already has Webpack and just looking at some of the nuances that I came across in doing so. So we'll have a tickets model and a ticket can have many comments. And so I'll go ahead and create a new support ticket. And with the support ticket, I place a timestamp up here at the top so we can see that the time in this page has not been refreshed since this time. So the first thing that we can do is edit the ticket. Notice that the time has stayed the same, but now we have a new visual element that we can then come in and update this ticket. Once we save these changes, notice that the time remains the same. And so this part is what they're calling a turbo frame. And essentially what the turbo frame will allow you to do is to isolate this one section of your view. And as you interact with it and requests are made back to your Rails application, you can replace just this one section of the view. And then another turbo frame that I've created is with this new comment. So I can write a comment and I can post this and then we see it automatically update. And notice this whole time our timestamp is staying the same. And just to illustrate some of the powers that you can do with Hotwire, is we can come in and edit the ticket over here. We can update the ticket and it automatically changed on both sides. As we type in a comment, it'll show up on both sides instantly and we can post replies. And if we paste in an image and if we post this, It'll just work. So to get started, I created a new Rails 6.1 application with Webpacker. And I'm going to run bundle add hotwire-rails. And once this is completed, I can run rails hotwire install. And this is going to append several things to different files as well as create some new additional files. And so to kind of step through things, it added into our application layouts 
So if you have multiple layouts and you want to use Hotwire across those other layouts, make sure you come into the application HTML ERB in your layouts folder and copy the added lines into your other layouts. And Redis is going to be required. So we added Redis into the gem file and set up our development cable to use Redis. And I found this one to be a bit strange where with Webpacker, we had kind of deprecated the JavaScripts folder in the assets, but now it's back. But from what I found, it's going to be very unobtrusive and you can simply just put in your stimulus controllers under this JavaScript controllers as you normally would, except it's now under the assets. And we'll have a look at this a bit more. And so in our app JavaScript packs and in the application.js, this may look pretty familiar. And I found the one thing that I have to do in order to get Hotwire to work properly is to disable TurboLinks because Turbo has pretty much picked up where TurboLinks has left off. So if you are doing TurboLinks.visit in a lot of places in your application, then this is going to be quite the refactor to remove those bits. And so I'll generate a scaffold for our tickets and we'll just have a title on these tickets because for the actual body of the ticket, we'll use action text. And then a ticket will have many comments so we can generate a model. We'll call this comment. It'll have a ticket. We'll specify references. So we'll create a association between the comment and the ticket. And that's the only attribute that I'm going to add to the comment because again, we're going to use action text for the content of the ticket as well as the comments. And finally, we need to run Rails action text colon install to get action text installed. And once all that's done, we can run Rails db migrate to migrate our database. And so within the application HTML ERB in our layouts folder, it added the yield head, the turbo include tags, and the stimulus include tags. If you are going to be using stimulus.js from Webpacker, then you can simply comment this out and it will continue to work as you've had it before. But before we get into too much of Hotwire, I want to go ahead and set up this application so it's working properly with action text and everything else. So a ticket has rich text for content and a ticket also has many comments and we'll add a dependent destroy on here so if a ticket is removed, it'll clean up any of the comments as well. And a comment belongs to a ticket, and it'll also have the content as well, so I'll just copy and paste that from our ticket model. In the ticket controller, down at the bottom in the ticket parameters, we'll also need to add in the content to be an allowed attribute that will permit getting persisted to our database. And in the view for the ticket form, we also need to add in the content, we can just make this a rich text area. And for the label and the text area, we're going to use our content attribute. In the ticket show page, we'll display out the ticket title, except we'll change this up a little bit. So we'll have a heading for the title, and then we can display the ticket content. Also within here, I want to display all the comments that someone has made against this ticket. So we have a div with an ID of comments, we can create an H2 heading for our comments, and then we can render our ticket.comments, and this will look for a folder under our views called comments, 
and within here, a partial, so an underscore comment, .html.erb. And within here, we'll have a content tag. So we're basically just making a div. And then we can put our comment. So we can say, someone said, some time ago. And then we can display our comment.content. And so here, I'm just going to put in some time ago in words. Then have our comment.created at. And just for good measure to separate them, I'll just add a horizontal rule at the end of each comment. And so back in our show page for the tickets, I also want to create a new link where we can then create our comments. So in the comments folder, I'll have a new.html.erb. And within here is just going to be a standard form. We'll create a new comment heading. And the way we're going to create our association is that comments are nested under the tickets. So we'll have a form with a model for our ticket and also the comment. And I'll just paste in here the same thing that we basically had for our ticket form, where we just have a rich text area for our content. But this time it's in relation to the comment and we'll have a post button. And so now we need to create our comments controller. So up in the controllers folder, I'll have a comments controller.rb. It'll be a class of the comments controller inheriting from the application controller. We'll have a new action and then also a create action. And in both cases, we are going to need our ticket. So we can have a before action. We can set the ticket. And then in a private method, we can create the set ticket. And we'll just do a ticket.find with the params. And because we are doing a nested association, the parameter they'll come over as is ticket underscore ID. And so when we visit the new action, we're going to have a new comment, but it's going to be in relation to our ticket. So we'll have ticket.comments.new. So in the new view, we had the reference to the instance variables ticket and comment. So in the comments controller, new action, we are setting the ticket before we enter this action, then we enter this action, and then we're setting the comment. On the create action, it's going to be similar, where we have our ticket.comments.create, and then we can pass in our comment params and make that private method. We're just going to take the parameters that came in from the request. We're going to require the comment, and we'll permit only the content. And within a respond to block, we can just redirect to show the ticket. And finally, within our routes, we have our resources tickets, but we need to create a block and have a resources for our comments. And we're only going to have the new action and also the create action. And finally, we can create a link to a new comment. And because we have a nested resource now, this is going to be a new ticket comment path and we do need to pass in our ticket. And so saving this, we can now create a ticket. And once we create our ticket, we have our H1 heading with the ticket title with our contents of the ticket, and then we can create a new comment. This takes us to a new page where we can post a comment, and then it redirects us back. We can add a second comment. And once we post a second comment, we'll then see that second comment posted. And if we edit the ticket, and if we update the ticket, then it'll take us back and it's edited. And so while this isn't bad for a first go around, it's not very interactive. Meaning that as we make changes, we're navigating over to different pages 
And if this was a complicated application where each component took a long time to load, then it also would not be a very good user experience. And so that's where Hotwire comes into play, where instead of editing a ticket, going to a separate page, we would just want to replace the contents of that ticket with the form and have those changes broadcasted over to anyone else viewing that ticket. And the second part that we're going to look at is embedding our comment form within here. So whenever we create a new comment, it'll just simply get posted up here. And that change would then get broadcasted over to anyone on this page as well. And so basically, with Turbo, we have a new helper method, and that is called the TurboFrame tag. And with this, we can create a block, but we do need to pass in a string with some kind of information that's going to be unique to this content and this area that we want to encapsulate. And so, for this case, I'm just going to call this ticket. I'm going to put all of the important bits about this frame within this block. And so now, whenever we interact with any kind of link on here, it's going to take into the context of this TurboFrame tag. So for example, this backlink won't work anymore because the content that it's going to render really doesn't have any kind of TurboFrame tag that is going to pick up on that's called ticket. So instead, we need to add in a data attribute called TurboFrame and we need to set this to underscore top. And essentially what this is going to do is when we click on this back link, it's going to follow the ticket path just like it normally would, except because we are encapsulated within a turbo frame tag, telling it to go to the underscore top is going to take us out of this context and back to our normal page. Whereas with our edit ticket path, when this gets rendered, if we go into our edit HTML ERB, and if we do the same thing, where we create a turbo frame tag, and we give it the exact same name ticket, creating a block, encapsulating all of the important bits, then because this edit.html.erb gets rendered with this turbo frame tag, and it has that name ticket, that basically creates the bind, and Hotwire will basically say that this new rendered information that has the turbo frame tag ticket, we want to replace the existing contents of this turbo frame tag. So essentially that means on our show page, where we're just displaying the title, the content, and our links, it's now going to replace it with our form. And so coming back to our application and refreshing, if we hit the back button, this will take us back to our index because it has the ticket path and the data turbo frame is going to the top. If we click the edit button, and now if we click this back button, this is the new back button that was rendered from the edit.html. And because we did not add in the data turbo frame to the top level, the back page, which would go to the tickets path or the index, does not have a turbo frame tag ticket, so that's why this back button is not doing anything. But if we go to the show button, it will, because the show page does have the ticket turbo frame tag. So if we edit this again, we can change this text, and notice that we are still on the ticket show page. If we update our ticket now, it takes us right back 
with the changes in place. And so now if we edit this ticket, and I'm just going to clear out these remarks, and if we update the changes, we get the updated changes, but those updated changes are not broadcasted. And so basically the way this is going to work to get it to update on your browser as well as other browsers is that we need a action cable channel that we're going to stream from. We get a helper, the turbo stream from, and then we can just stream from our ticket. And so now we have subscribed to a channel and we're going to have to broadcast to this channel. And so this broadcast is then going to send an update to a ticket ID. And so once we edit a ticket and save the changes, we can have a callback that would then broadcast those changes to anyone subscribed to this ticket channel. That broadcast will have a replace command because we are streaming from the ticket and we're going to be broadcasting to this ticket channel, we essentially want this information to get updated. But in order for this to get updated, it's first going to look for a partial. So we need to move this out to a ticket partial. So under our tickets folder, we have an underscore ticket.html.erb. So this is a partial that it'll generate in a background job and then broadcast out to any of the subscribers. But it also needs one additional bit because it needs a ID. So we'll have a content tag. We'll make this a div with an ID. And it's going to look for something like a ticket underscore two, where two is the ID. And then we have it prepended with this ticket. But there's an easier way to do that. And that's just with the DOM ID. And then we can pass in our ticket. And we'll save that partial. And back in the show page, we'll just render it where we had removed it from. So we'll just render the ticket and that'll load up that partial. However, because we are rendering our ticket partial, we need to come back in here and it's not going to be an instance variable anymore. It's just going to be a local variable. And so now in the ticket model, we know that a ticket has been changed, but now we need some way to broadcast that out to all of these subscribers. So because we are within our ticket model, and that is the model that we are subscribed to, we can simply just call broadcasts. And then this would take care of the rest. We wouldn't have to do anything else. However, it's important to know what broadcasts does. That's going to basically create three different callbacks on the after create commit, the after destroy commit, and the after update commit. So for each one of these, we can call the broadcast, and then it's going to be an action to, and we want to broadcast it to self, which is the ticket. And so for this action, on a create, when we are adding something, just like we were adding a ticket or something, we would want to append to. When we destroy, we would want to remove, and when we update something, we would want to replace. So all three of these combined, is this broadcast method. But I think it's important to know what that broadcast does because depending on what you're doing, you may want only one of these callbacks. So now coming back, if we hit the edit, we have our form. I'll just change it to sync. And when we update it on the right hand side, it automatically synchronized those changes. Rather, it broadcasted the changes to both of these browsers because they were both subscribed. 
And so now we need to look at the comments because this interaction that we have right now for the ticket and its content is pretty good. However, with the comments, we do have a lot of room for improvement with this functionality. And so back in the show page where we have our link to the new comment, we have some room for improvement here. And let's create a turbo frame tag for our new comment. And again, this is just a name that when we render a partial, click a link or do any kind of interaction that makes a request back to our Rails application, it's going to look for that turbo frame tag, new comment within the response. It's going to ignore everything else from the response and then just take the contents of the new comment and then replace it in. But one nice thing that we can do is to defer load this by passing in a source and then we can paste in our comment. And we do need to take this to the target and then top again. So coming back and refreshing our page, you see that it disappears. And the reason why this disappears is because our Rails application first loads all of our view and then it makes a separate request back to our Rails application to this new ticket comment path, which is simply just the comments new. But because it is a turbo frame tag, it's going to look for this new comment in the response. Because it did not find that new comment turbo frame tag, that's why nothing got rendered. So that's a very easy fix. We could come into the new page for our comments. We can add a turbo frame tag for our new comment. We can create a block, close it out, and that should be all we have to do. So coming back to our view and refreshing again, we now have our new comment. And remember, whenever we create a new comment, it's going to redirect us back to the ticket show page. So it looks like it works. However, even if we refresh our page over here on the right hand side and make a comment, we have to refresh our page in order to pick up those changes. And so, because we have a plural form of our ID up here, comments, because we're going to be rendering a comment and broadcasting that, we don't have to do anything. We've already done it up here. So just keep in mind that whenever you're going to be encapsulating and then pushing these updates to like a comments, then you would want to wrap it in a div with an ID of comments, but then any kind of updates or destroys we already have our partial for the comment, but if you remember from the tickets, we are going to have a DOM ID. So if we just edit our comment partial with an ID of the DOM ID of our comment, then that should be all we have to do in our view. We need to come into our comment model and very similar to our ticket model where we had all of these callbacks, I'm just going to paste them in here. Except now, we can't just call broadcast because we're in the context of our comment, not the ticket. But very similar to the belongs to ticket, we can do a broadcasts to and then the ticket. And that's going to do the same thing. If we were to do this in a callback instead of the broadcast to, it would be the same, except instead of self, because again, we don't want to broadcast to a comment we want to broadcast to its parent, the ticket, because that is what we are subscribed to. We could just do the broadcast append to ticket and same for the remove 
and the replace. Now, when we test this, on the right-hand side and on the left-hand side, I've cleared out the recent test comments. We can do the post, and both sides get it. However, on the left side, because this was the one initiating, we still did a redirect. And while that's not that big of a deal, the main issue with that is that if this were a really heavy page, then it would have to redraw everything. And so in our console, if we look at the post that we created, when the new ticket was added, it got processed by the comments controller create as we would expect, but as a turbo stream. So if we go into our comments controller where we had the format HTML, where we did a redirect to the ticket show page, we could simply do a format dot turbo underscore stream. And that would look for a create dot turbo underscore stream dot ERB in our comments folder. So we can create that file. And I'm not going to do anything as far as replacing the content. But if we wanted to do that, we could do a turbo underscore stream dot append. And again, you could do a replace or remove depending on what you're doing to the ID comments and then with our model comment. But because we are using action cable to broadcast those changes, we don't need to do that. However, one problem that we have now is when we come in and put in our comment, it retains the comment in here and it also disabled our posts button due to Rails UJS. On our JavaScript's controllers folder, we can create a reset form underscore controller.js. We can insert in our stimulus boilerplate code. And for our targets, we're going to have a button target for our post button. And we'll also have a function once we post that we'll just reset the form with a this.element.reset. And then we also need to take this.buttonTarget.disabled is equal to false. So in the comment new view, in our form, we need to have our data controller. It is the reset underscore form. And the action that we want to perform is going to be on the turbo submit end. And we want that to go to our reset underscore form and then the reset action. We could have a attribute on the form submit with the data dash reset underscore form dash target. And that's going to be our button. And so now refreshing and trying this out, it now clears out our form, it still broadcasts it, and it unlocks the posts button. So the power of Hotwire is truly amazing and it provides so much for us that we can create some really rich applications without ever venturing outside of what Basecamp has provided us. And honestly, I think for a maintainable and sustainable application long term, and while using good practices, this is going to be the best way to go. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks for watching.